Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Hello and welcome to our second Wisdom Cricket Weekly Decade Interview Podcast brought to you in association with Perry delivering distinctive club blazers made in Yorkshire since 1946. Today we're picking the Wisdom Men's ODI Team of the Year. I'm Yazrana and deciding the ODI team today with me is the trio of Dan Norcross, Adam Collins and Phil Walker. I'm not going to ask you how you're all feeling at the moment so we'll go straight into the rules. <laughs> we're going to split the selection into three chunks. We've got openers, numbers 3 to 7 and numbers 8 to 11. There needs to be a wicketkeeper and an all-rounder in the top seven, and there needs to be at least one spinner in the lineup. We'll pick through consensus as much as possible. Ideally, don't want it to go to a vote each time, and we must have a captain, which we'll decide at the end Okey after we've chosen the 11. Kicking off with the openers, Dan, who'd your first choice be as opener? I can't look beyond Rohit Sharma. He's got to be the man. Uh, average of 57 at a strike rate of 92, 6,700 runs, second leading run scorer in what has been... A truly dramatic decade. <laughs> um, he's the man, isn't he? I mean, no one is surely going to argue with that take. No, Adam will have him. Adam will have him. I will have him. I think everybody, all but a hundred men alive, would have him in in their side. He's been a phenomenon since he was promoted by by Donny to open the batting. Um, he does it all with a bit of dash and daring as well. Um, he's never rushed. He never hits it more than eighty percent, and yet. He owns, what, three double hundreds? Three double hundreds, yeah. I think, in ODI cricket. So he's a genuine game changer in a way as well. No one's ever... And breaks hit. your heart whenever he does it. Yeah. He's, he's a joy, an absolute joy. 2,500, he's yeah. got. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. It's extraordinary. Was it 263? 264. 264? Yeah. 264 in a 50-over match. I mean, he could yet be the first man to get a triple century. And, and he peeled off five in the World Cup as well, didn't he? Five hundreds in the World Cup. Didn't even get player of the t- player of the series either. If um, we were doing this ten years ago, there would have been far fewer tons, which I think means that you got to look at some of the other metrics as well. Cause all of these openers are made made a, a stack of tons. I, I think Warner though, a, a greater strike rate than than Rohit Sharma, a, a comparable average, and well maybe not a comparable average. That's that's overselling it. But seventeen um, centuries along the way, we saw at the World Cup had a, another prolific tournament uh, World Cup winner in, in twenty fifteen. In saying that, 
Hashim Amla for the first half of the of, of the decade mm. was by far and away the most important opener. So he I was wonder whether records left, right, and centre. Yeah, I mean his percentage of hundreds per innings is preposterous. But in that, I mean pre Coley sort of completely taking over the game. So I wonder whether philosophically we need to sort of make a decision <laughs> early on in this process and say that there will be players in the eleven who won't necessarily be batting where they would in their side and and Amla might fall into that category. I mean, Ooh. and likewise, Warner could. You, Warner could bat at three if, if we wanted to, or, or, or not three, but down the list if we wanted to make a call like that. So Amler it's a feels to of, me. Amler feels to me. I, I understand he's been very crucial and influential. Yep. In one day cricket, but I think at the end of the decade, we're looking forward to the new ODI. Oh. And Amler oh. to me feels like the very best of the old ODIs. Okay, this is studiously this 10 years, though, Dan. This this has to be this 10 years. Uh, and so we have to count it from Jan 1st, 10 years ago. I'm and he afraid. is the leading run scorer in that time. He, he is. He is. He, Among openers. Among he, openers. He has... And, and he is in my team, right? We, we preliminary picked uh, an 11 each. He is in my team by, by a hair's breadth. Uh, so you've gone Sharma and Amla? I've gone Sharma and Amla. Amla... Has only made 100 in his last 24 games before jacking it in. And so he was undoubtedly on the wane. And mm. that was across a two-year period as well. But as Adam says, the weight of runs in those first six or seven years was was phenomenal. It was right up there with the all-timers. It was up there with Viv. Um, it was up there with Peterson. I think he kind of took his record off him yep. to be the quickest of 3,000. I think since others have overtaken him. But in that early part of the decade, Amler was untouchable. Um I've gone with Amla in my side, but there is an argument of a left, left, right as well. Of course, you know mm. Sharma. We've all agreed is in indisputably. Yep. So then you you bring in Warner, who is very close to Amla. You can make a case for that, and also I just throw in De Kock as well, whose record yeah. is is I would say equivalent to Warner's. The average the average is is a couple of ticks below Warner. Um, and he's made 1,400s rather than Warner's 1,700s. But the quality of 100 that de Kock's made in terms of the opposition has been quite impressive. Um, uh, de Kock's made 500s against India and two against England. And his top seven innings are all against those two gun sides. Whereas Warner's made a couple of gimme 100s in there. Um, he's only made 300s against England and India combined across his 17. So while de Kock gives up a little bit on the, on the average, I think he makes it up with the quality of the opposition. How and much, also Warner's batting on roads, I, whereas Cock uh, arguably it's a slightly trickier job to face the white ball. How much store are you setting though by World Cups? I mean, we all know sure, sure. how bilateral series they get they they can sometimes skew things, you know, players can yeah, get into right. a groove against right. the same bowlers and right. increase their and average. So, so it, the Cox last World Cup was a disappointing one. Sure, and Warner's wasn't. And so if I was picking between those two, I would pick Warner, but only just, to be honest. Yeah, we had just. this same debate with the women's team when we were going through that, in that how do you weight World Cup performances and big tournament performances compared to bilaterals? I know, and I mentioned this on, on the women's pod, but I'll mention it again. Now, because Australia have won so many global titles in men's cricket, often there are these composite sides that are put together, these these you know World Cup winning teams and so forth. And, and one of the criteria is always how have they done at World Cups. So I think on that measure, it does help Warner's case. Not that Amla didn't do well in the 2015 edition of the tournament, mm-hmm. but and he obviously was part of the side that made the semi-final. Likewise, Warner was this year in, in, in 2019. Warner did win the thing in, in, in 2015, which I, I wonder whether that should be. If we're tossing a coin... What was, uh, his, what was his 2015... 
Oh, he, he, I don't remember. He made. He made, he, he made uh, I, I don't have it in front of me, but if, if memory serves me correctly, he broke a record in a hundred, albeit against Afghanistan at the Wacker. Uh-huh. And, and I think yeah, he was exactly he was a solid yeah. contributor um, yeah. without having utterly dominated um, in other parts. Can I add two more names into the mix? Johnny Bairstow, Johnny Bairstow, and Jason mm. Roy, mm. because if you're thinking about this team as one to seven, we're gonna have a very good three to seven, I'm sure. Roy and Bairstow stand out because their strike rates are just higher than everyone else. I, I 109, would... 107. And, and also, by every measure possible, the Bairstow-Roy opening partnership is objectively the best ODI sure. opening partnership ever. Sure. I was going to say exactly that. And I think if you did a podcast in five years' time Bang on, for yeah. who were the best opening batsmen between 2015 and 2025, you'd pick them. But you said it's going to be the whole decade. That wait, is the wait, gig. I'm, I'm going with weight of runs. I think I, I agree with you. I think they've changed ODI cricket, you know, Roy and Bairstow. But I, I, I'm not picking. I'm not picking them for this for this team. Yes, it, it's, you should adjudicate this. Can we pick players out of position? Yes, we can. We can. If so, can we pick Amla slash Warner down the list? We, we can do that. Okay. We can do that. And but also on the longevity issue. We t- we've talked about it on the other, on the other podcast. We we can also pick players who have been brilliant for three or four years. Um, right. We've already you wait till we get to my middle order. We've, yeah, and exactly, and we've we've re- <laughs> we've recorded the test one already, and in that we spent a long time talking about players who are brilliant for even yep. just one or two years. Yeah. So we don't have to see it. They have to have played from 2010 to 2019. Yeah. Well, Warner was in my team. Um, yeah. Okay. And I I can't not have him in my team. Fine, and Warner was in yours, and, so. how, and how I fashioned it is I brought, I brought Amler down the list, which is obviously wrong, but that's how <laughs> I, that's how I managed it. Yeah, okay, all right. Well, I'm comfortable cool. with that. It was a hair's breadth between Amler yeah. and Warner for me, so I'm comfortable cool. with that. Just, um, just a tiny bit more on Besto, just very briefly. Yep. You're bang on, Dan. I mean, the record is astounding at this stage. He's he's maybe a year off from being legitimately considered in this list because longevity has to play a part in this. Doesn't have to override, but has to play a part. Forty-eight games, nine hundreds from forty-eight games. That is a ridiculous record, a conversion record, and he's doing it one hundred and ten clicks, one hundred and ten strike rates. So that is astounding, really. And, and if you're talking about massive moments, his hundred against India in the World Cup when Absolutely. England had yeah, to win the game is one of the best, game, yeah. one of the best hundred you can you can ask for. He's missed out. We've got we've gone for Sharma and Warner. He's going to make him furious. Side. He's going to be. <laughs> he, he is. He is so de- going to be desperate to get into the team of the twenty twenties. <laughs> Adam, who's the first name in your list out of a three to seven? Well, I mean, Coley, it just depends where we... Again, it's this question, isn't it? Coley's three, but he's Coley four in order to accommodate Amla. But let's just say Coley is the next player picked yep. For, yep. For, for keeping it straightforward. And I'm sure that'll be a unanimous decision. He's made you know, the better part of, what is it, 12,000 runs? 11,000 runs, an average of 62, <laughs> strike rate of 94. He's yeah. also played probably more games than anybody else yeah. as well. He's cleared yeah. 200 games in the decade. No other player, certainly in the list that we've been looking through I win more than 179 is, is sort of the closest of, of the bats 195 actually 179 innings 195 what? games for, for Morgan and Dhoni is in there as 19 something as well 196 yeah. I think 196. but yeah Coley 223 games so not only has he scored the most runs by miles but he's also played the most games by miles he is a machine. He's terrifying. He's obviously he, in all of our sides. That goes with that. He is. Forty two hundred. I know. It's very thirty odd. It is insane. But you know, while we wax lyrical about him, let's not forget that the next name on my list, A. B. De Villiers, averages sixty four. Yeah. Yeah. At a strike rate of one hundred and nine. Puts him in the. I shade, mean, that makes it? that makes Coley look frankly pedestrian. I mean, yeah. that is the difference between a side scoring two hundred and eighty eight and scoring three hundred and. 
20 odd. <laughs> I don't know, you know why De Villiers is. I've always had a bit of a blind spot with De Villiers. I can't possibly explain why. I don't know what it is. Uh, maybe I've just not been watching when he's done his special things. Maybe I, I kind of maybe associate certain gimme hundreds that he's made against average sides and West Indies down on their luck or whatever. I don't know what it is, but those those stats are not just irrefutable. They they put him on a different plane, really. The first half of the decade, De Villiers made nine hundreds as a wicketkeeper as well. Mm. Just to throw that mm. in there. I mean, mm. I, I doubt we're picking De Villiers as our specialist keeper in this side, but. His record, he averaged 66 with the gloves. Right. So, again, it, it, it does beg the question as to whether we want to get a bit creative there. But I think AB and, and Coley are, are both in the side, aren't they? Have to, have to be. Yeah, yeah it just depends be. on where on, they go. On David, is, I think part of it is because he was around for quite a long time when he was very good and then suddenly became incredible. There was that jump and that might have caught people off guard. I yeah, think. possibly. And he, he did evolve as a cricketer as well because he was an opening bat. He came in as an opener alongside yep. Graham Smith and... Um, was not the dasher that we that we came to recognise, but he was so good at everything that maybe his talents got spread slightly thinly. I, I don't know what it is. It's just I've I've always wrestled with it a little bit. Is he because he's South African? I mean, no. I, I, I have a theory that at. when I when I die and my entire life flashes before my eyes, the one thing missing will be all of Jacques Callis's Test career. <laughs> <laughs> but he did catch beautifully. But I know what you're saying. Callis was a sort of a soulless automaton kind of kind of you know run wrangler. He just used to. De Villiers is too there. talented. Yeah. It makes you think that, you know, possibly. he's not actually trying. Yeah. He made a 97. Now I'm thinking about it, though. He made a 97 here at the Oval in a test match a few years back. And it was one of the best innings I think I've ever seen live. And he came off afterwards and someone was interviewing him. And he said, yeah, I just played out of my boots there. I was absolutely brilliant today, wasn't I? <laughs> and I thought, yeah, fair enough. I mean, you unquestionably were. But yeah, always had a slight block. Maybe it's because he, he cheated at Headingley a few years back. I don't know. Anyway. Well, he did, didn't he? Trenchant words. He did, didn't he? Comfortably. So, Colin and De Villiers are in. All right. Phil, who's your next man? Uh, well, my next man is 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 probably uh, a, a nod to the romantics out there, but it's, it's Baba Azam. Now, Baba is my one uh, allowance for a shortened career. Okay, so he's only played 70-odd games, I think. I don't have it written down here. But he's the fastest ever to 3,000 runs in history, surpassing Amla, surpassing Viv, surpassing KP, uh, and surpassing Kohli as well. Uh, he carries that Pakistan bat- batting lineup. Um, I think he's made 1100s. I think it's something like that. Where is he in, uh, in our list? Yep, 1100 from 70 odd games, averaging comfortably north of 50. Uh, but it's also, it, you want an element of style or, or lots of layers of style in this team. We're not lacking for it. But if I'm going to watch this side, I'm going to watch Sharma and I'm going to watch Baba alongside one another. And they, were, they are the batsmen of my dreams from this era. So, so the numbers stack up, albeit from a shortish sample size. Um, and ever since he played a back foot punch at Lord's uh, a few years back as a kid that no one had ever heard of, he only made 20-odd. He's been my man ever since that shot. Uh, I get all of that. But but it's not jo- right. It's not the right. Call. No, Joss Butler's got to come in. Oh, in uh, enough time. Uh, yeah, I, I was wondering how this we get a, Joss in. Well, he's got he's got to come in. He's he, he has a strike rate of one hundred and twenty. Yeah, for pity's sake, he's got to be our keeper. He's revolutionised English batting. He has how many? Of what is it? Five fastest? of the fastest ten hundred of all time, or something like that. You know, fifty ball England, jobbies. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, you but know, the question so is if Butler comes in as a specialist bat, which I think is a reasonable 
claim, by the way. No, I let him keep. It, well, I mean, it, 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 this is probably where in the criteria where is the keeper going to bat. So are we going to default to the keeper batting at seven because it's the easiest way of putting together a mock team? No, or, I, I, or I need bowl- bowling keep at five. I need bowling options because your, your, your top four so far are not bowling. Yeah. And then you've got a keeper at five. Yeah. I need six bowlers. Can't go, can't go into a match with fewer than six bowlers. No, yeah, sure. So Appreciate that. I've got to have Butler at five, and then I've got to pick six bowlers, one of them's an all-rounder at least. Is Butler such a shoe-in, though? MS Dhoni, I know uh, he's just not the same player now as he was at the start of the decade. Jeez, he was, a year, he was earlier this year. He, he was the reason why India beat Australia in two uh, closely fought, um, brilliant chases uh, where Dhoni was the integral player. I mean, you know, I know Australia were a reduced side in that period without Smith and Warner, but, and I know his World Cup was, um, you know, sketchy, but uh, Dhoni was still doing it in 2019, is my point. It, it wasn't all in 2011 when they won the comp. It was, but I'm looking at transformational players. The, the, the culture of English one-day cricket has been wretched for the best part of 20-odd years since the 1992 World Cup. They went from 2015 to 2019 being the undeniably best one-day side in the world. And in large part, that's due to two players that we haven't found space for, in Roy and Bairstow at the top, yep. mm-hmm. Josh Butler and Owen Morgan. And Joe and if Root. I'm not letting, and Joe Root. And if I'm not letting Owen Morgan and Joe Root in this side, somebody from that team has got to be there. And a man with a strike rate of 120. You know, I mean, the only one who cuts near him for that sort of performance is, is Maxwell. <laughs> and yeah. we're not picking Maxwell. So I want somebody who can do something completely ridiculous in the middle order. Yeah, and just a nod and to Maxwell. I mean, I, I agree we're not going to pick Maxwell, but Yaz and I were talking about this off air. If you are looking for someone to be able to pull the trigger in the last 10 overs from the minute they walk out there, if they're playing a game tomorrow, um, then, then maybe Maxwell is in that conversation. But yeah, on, on a lot of these composite sides come down to numbers, don't they? And Maxwell's don't quite measure up against but, the, the players like but Butler. Butler plays match-winning innings in a way that, that Maxwell doesn't. I, th- I think back to you remember the uh, the ODI England played against Australia. They were looking to whitewash. Yep, and they were in all sorts of trouble. And he won the game with basically um, Butler and Rashid. Yep, marshalling the tail. He's a clever batsman. He responds to situations. He's tactically. He's a genius. He he knows his game inside out. He knows ODIs inside out. He's not just. A last ten over. Well, it's his best hundred, isn't it? It's his best hundred. The one at Manchester against Australia in that limited. In that, I mean, you know, when he, I think he, they were ninety for six, ninety for seven, something like that. And, and, yep. there, and there's Butler. Big lad, that giant took three or four. Stanley took four and a half. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, echo all of those thoughts. Uh, MS Dhoni averages one hundred and three in successful run chases, uh, with forty-seven not outs from seventy-five innings. So he's presuming to blame every time they lose. He's not getting any runs there, is he? I think I think I can't remember the exact figure, but I think it was four four games in his career where he's been not out when they haven't won, or it might be three. It was around the three mark at, during the World Cup, and I think it may have ticked over to four because they lost one when he was not out. Uh, it, that if you're talking about transformative cricketers, then Donny has redefined how to finish fifty over games of cricket. You can have both as well. It's well, definitely this is not it the, the, um, yeah. the, the old El Paso. Um, I'm running out of One, of the, one of the all-time great early 2010s memes. Uh, why not have both? Um, <laughs> I, I think that um, I just I just googled that to make sure I had the wording right. Um, I, I think that um, there is a case. I had I had both in my team initially. Then I um, jettisoned Donny on the basis that I wanted to get an extra bowler in there. But if we're batting, I didn't have Butler at five either. And Dan, like you, you persuaded me, I think. So if Butler's at five, then you can have Donny in at seven and have that option that you're talking about. Then you've only got five bowlers. The closure, but not if you put a bowler at six. 
well, you got six, eight, nine, ten, eleven. That's five bowlers. <clears throat> Mm. But, but, but which, which, is, which is which is fine if you trust your fifth yeah. bowler. Well, what if, what if one of them breaks down? You know, you get you can't. Maybe the Villiers bowled a lot We've, of filth in the 2015 World Cup. I, I, I Rohit pick, Sharma. You I, know? I, I, I picked my team in a rush getting here, and uh, nice. as soon as I sent it through, I realised it was wrong for the reason that you outlined. I actually kind of emailed you about it. Yeah, it's like Amir Culpa holding my hands up. I don't have enough bowlers up bowlers in here, even with an all rounder, a specified all rounder slipping in there. I still only had five bowlers, so. You're right, Dan. We do need that extra option. We can't avoid that extra extra bowling option. And if getting down the pipe, if Stokes is going to be considered as one of our all-rounders, then do you give Stokes ten overs ideally in a t- in a fifty-over? Well, Let me give you a solution. Let me Shaquille. give you a solution. Precisely, because what we're lacking in this side, because we haven't picked Williamson, we've not picked Root, we've only really got Coley to play that innings. That you know, he comes in at twenty for one, mm-hmm. he bats through. Shaki mm-hmm. Bal Hassan. He he is a master in situations like that. He was he was fantastic during this World Cup. He gives us the, the spinning option, and I'm not actually going to pick many spinners on this side. I've shoehorned him in at six, but I'm happy to see him go ahead of Butler. You can have Shakib at five, Butler at six. All right, let me ask you: Does what's happened in the last couple of months affect or kind of colour? Your... Well, he can't play the, this match if we play it before the 31st of December. No, <laughs> we need a 12th man. That is true. I reckon that um, if, if we're picking it on the on the body of work and they're not playing a game, remember it's a sort of a theoretical exercise. I think we probably can pick him, uh, but and, and also well, look, we've, we, and we would have picked Warner this time problem. last year, wouldn't we? Yeah, exactly, and, and it helps with our problem that you're talking Match about. Is one thing and a bit of sandpaper is another. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, both banned for a best part of a year. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Sure. Remember, of course, Warner, <laughs> Warner didn't receive a suspension from the ICC. That was a, a code of conduct True. suspension from Cricket Australia about bringing a game into disrepute. Anyway, by the by, Pers- um, personally, so, I'm comfortable with Shakib in, in this side on some sort of spurious moral grounds. I'm comfortable yeah. with that. But this has been a conversation that we've had on other, on other shows where it's not been quite as cut and dry. Okay. Well, I just think that with Shakib, it, it helps solve a problem for us. If we're ever a pragmatist, yeah. Um, if, if there's um, if <laughs> the hell with principle, we've got a team to pick. We wouldn't go that far. Uh, if we're going to have um, Butler and and and, and Doney, and I think the case for both is, is solid enough. And also, I should add Doney's glove work over the ten year period. I mean, the, the magic he's performed up to the stumps has been, you know, second to none. So let's assume that's still part of the part of why you pick a team. You still want a, a keeper who's brilliant. So Doney and Butler both being in there, you do need the extra bowler. And I doubt we're picking a second spinner. And as we learnt through the World Cup of 2019, a second spinner is ever so valuable. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. Um, and also Shakib has World Cup form. Um, if we're talking about weighting how you've done in World Cups, the 2019 um, edition of the tournament, he excelled and, and dragged Bangladesh to, to where they were on the cusp of making it through to the, 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 next, the next round, the final four, which was unheard of before the tournament. So, uh, I think that, that there's a nice, that's an elegant way of, of fixing it. It also means... Uh, uh, Don't keep saying fixing. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. Uh, I, I feel as though having him in the side, uh, the probability of him breaking down is lesser than a fast bowler. So it just diminishes ever so slightly your need for six bowlers. And he's somebody who you can genuinely trust to bowl 10 overs. He's got more wickets among spin bowlers, the most wickets out of spin bowlers all decade. So and, Stokes genuine... bowl, and Stokes doesn't bowl 10 overs. Yeah, exactly. Mm. I mean, if we're picking Stokes, I'd I'd, I'd be leaning towards your point, Dan, but he only ever bowls four or five. Very rare to Stokes bowl his 10. Stokes bowl his 10. I agree. Can I just point out, while we we do this, that in this decade, there are two guys, I think, that have been absolutely instrumental in transforming ODI cricket that we are leaving out, Mm -hmm. but they are Brendan McCullum and Owen Morgan. Mm. And I just want to give them a shout out, out because... (laughs) 
Morgan was close in my side. Well, he's very close in mind for the for what he would bring to the team, for the attitude, for the understanding of ODI cricket, for what he has done to transform English ODI cricket from a very low base, but also with McCullum. You know, I mean, he he did some incredible things with that New Zealand side, and we're leaving them both out. I think partly because we don't need either of them since the captain's got the pick of the best eleven players of the decade. If but this, that's the reason I'm not picking other If this was rebuilt as the most influential players, then it would be hard to leave those two out, for sure. And Morgan, it began, didn't it, right at the, at the end of the last decade. You know, t- 2009, I think he made his debut for England. 2010 was that summer where he took Australia apart, Southampton, and, you know, English fans just never seen that before. And so it is his decade. If you're talking about English cricket and ODI cricket... It is Morgan's decade. However, you're right. In the end, the numbers aren't so persuasive as to knock anybody else out. Just in brackets, we haven't even mentioned Sanger. Yeah. haven't even mentioned him. I mean, I'm sure he'll live to fight another day, but <laughs> we haven't even it's, mentioned It's preposterous, him. isn't it? I mean, it makes Three captains too, by the way, just to pick up on that. I mean, yeah, in the yeah. case of Sanger, uh, the case of Morgan and McCullum, in, in their own way, they've all, mm. been, all been transformative leadership figures. Like McCullum at the 2015 World Cup, the way that he made that New Zealand side, not just believe they could get to the final and win the thing, but um, overcome a lot of baggage in terms of making a, a global final. Um, being over there at the time, it, it felt... Inevitable, almost that New Zealand would progress to the to the semi final, and of course that fantastic semi at um, at Eden Park. So, yeah, I think that yeah, it's worth giving them a shout out because of the way they changed the game, and of course the defining moment of limited overs cricket, probably of our lifetimes, was under Morgan's stewardship at Lords mm. last July. Makes think- you realise how lucky we've been this decade, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, I reckon this team will beat any other team of the of, of the decade. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that's a good shout. I think um, what, one more player that we need to mention, he probably won't make the team. Ross Taylor between the yep. 2015 and 2019 World Cup was, if you looked at a list of run scorers, you have Coley at top by miles, gap, Taylor, massive gap, the rest. Mm. Taylor was amazing. He yeah. averaged about 64, 65 for a four-year period. And over the course of the decade, only De Villiers and Coley have more runs. He's got 6,500 runs at 54, 17 centuries, including a 181 mm. not out. That's a serious record. But he does run out half his team. So... <laughs> And he also, an he also scored a lot of those runs with pretty dodgy eyesight, didn't he, as well? Do you not know this one? I don't think I'm... No, yeah, he, he, got, he got new eyes. He had an eye operation after eyes. playing in Australia. He played a day-night game and he wasn't seeing it under lights. He just wasn't Greece. seeing the orange ball or the, red, the yellow pink ball or whatever yep. it is, pink ball. He just couldn't see it. Um, went to the docs and he said, yeah, you've got a proper problem in one of your eyes. So yeah, you've got a proper replacement eye, in effect. All right, I'm not no scientist. He had an eye operation. And since then, he's been able to see perfectly 2020. And since then, his record in, in all cricket is obscene. He averages sort of 70 plus in ODI cricket since then. I think he suffers a bit from the de Villiers problem as well. Somebody who'd been around for a very long time and then got like quite a lot better. And I don't think a lot of people noticed. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of underappreciated. But I mean, like separate point, but his test record is amazing as well. Yeah. Um, we're speaking after he's made what Ian Smith caught on commentary today one of the, the grittiest half centuries he's ever seen and yeah. I, I share that it was rugged conditions yeah, that he was facing this morning it was rough as it was um, good crack yeah um, so we've we've got six what do you guys want to do with number seven this person doesn't necessarily have to bat at number seven but we've got one more middle over slot so so what is our three four five six we've got, I think we have got a seven don't we Coley, De Villiers, Butler, Shaqib 
and then three, four, five, Donny six. at seven. Was that how? We, is that what yeah, we, if we do? Already. If we do Donny, then we've only got five bowlers. No, I understand that, but doesn't Shakib partly offset that no. because we've got two spinners? I assume we're going to have a special spinner I'm plus Shakib. Well, my team doesn't have a specialist spinner. Uh, spinner. I think in the World Cup we saw that actually one spinner can be enough. I suppose it will depend on the conditions we're playing in, but one and a half, I've got though. such a persuasive case for a bunch of incredibly good seam bowlers <laughs> that I was only going to have the one spinner and allow M- Shakib to, to bowl his hideous darts into people's So, tabs. So you're going Dhoni? No. For the, okay. No. I, I was thinking it's a toss-up toss right. between um, Stokes and Holder. Jason Holder's got an unusually good record this decade. Okay. And I need, I need an all-rounder. Stokes would probably edge it for me on current form. Mm-hmm. Um, I take Adam's point though that he doesn't tend to bowl 10 overs in a one day international he's a good backup bowler if what you're calling Stokes is the 6th bowler who happens to bat number 7 it just means his butler's wicket keeping sufficiently good enough to call him the wicket keeper in this side yeah I think it's possible one day cricket one day cricket the the ball hardly goes to the keeper doesn't it You know, everyone, everyone's got a strike rate of 100 how many times does the ball get through the keeper <laughs> Holder I can certainly agree that you trust him with 10 overs comfortably more than you would Stokes but if our side is inserted and it's a bit overcast and somehow we're three down quite quickly and then you've got 15 overs to play and who walks out five down Jason Holder at seven or Ben Stokes at seven true uh, if you do have six bowlers Stokes ahead of Holder for me every time if you're only playing five bowlers, I'll, I'll go with that story. I'll go with that. Is, is Stokes the best person to actually bat at seven, though? He takes a while to get going. Or could we fudge the order a little bit to maybe move Butler down to seven, Stokes up? Well, we've got a floating, got a floating order, haven't we? And I, I you, don't and you, you would do exactly that. I mean, if, if this team finds itself 40 for three, then, you know, Stokes is going to be carded to come in, at, come in next, isn't he? Yeah. Um, if, on the other hand, they're 120 for three or 120 for two, off 20 overs then you might be putting Butler up there and let him get quick but it's where they bat isn't it I mean in the England side that won the World Cup Stokes was 6 and Butler was 7 but, so, they, but they do float no no I understand that but if she keeps batting 5 I mean I think you've kind of covered that base and your point Phil stands that if you're 4 for Soddle and Ben Stokes walks out and Josh Butler after that with his um, range of movement mm-hmm. if you like that's a pretty good insurance policy if things go, go awry so just to clarify Mahendra Singh Dhoni the most important ODI cricketer of the century is, and World Cup winner on his own and all of that. He's not making our team, just to clarify that. Well, he's not making my team because I had to pick one of Dhoni or Butler. Yeah. And I knew we were going to have this conversation when I got on the tube to come in as well. I knew that the Butler question yeah. would come up and with look, you in the room. I have a thing about Butler. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I was never going to leave him out. I'm unpersuadable on the issue, but if I'm outvoted, I totally understand oh, Okay. It. Can, I, so, can I say what, sorry, one thing on that? I get Dhoni's been one of the most influential ODI players ever, but I think England England's team from 2015 to 2019 was also the best ODI team of the decade. And we, we so far only have two, and we've only just got them inside. Sure, sure. I I went, and it was a toss of a coin, but I went on Dhoni for the numbers and for the fact of that night in Mumbai. Uh, but, again, it really was a tight one. So it comes down to you, Adam. I still would lean towards being bullshy about five bowlers. Oh. Uh, in that I wouldn't be picking a team on the basis that you'd need a sixth uh, 
I would play them both and run the gauntlet if it were me. So I, I would include Doney as my wicketkeeper, batting at seven. So really, my choice is Stokes or, or Doney. So I've got okay. Stokes ahead of Holder. Okay. So I'm, I've got Joss in regardless. The question is, does Joss have the gloves and bat in the top five, sort of, or do we have, um, or do we have Doney in that floating middle order? Um, as the finisher, Phil, you talked about his finishing data in addition to his wicket-keeping skills. It's mm-hmm. phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And the influence, the broader influence. And Yaz, when we were doing the women's team, we did sort of have a nod towards broader influence and, and, and Donny's is considerable. As his butlers, by the way, I'm not diminishing that, whether there's a way they both play. But again, like then, then you're leaving out Ben Stokes, who... who um, who feels like he should be I, in this side. I have never had more sympathy for Ed Smith in my life. <laughs> this is tough, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, the, the only thing I say on, on Stokes is that he's been a very good ODI batsman for two or three years. That's not that long out of the entire decade. And if if if, if, the, if, the, if the question is Donal Stokes, it does be, it does sound a bit ridiculous if we go... That's Donald, true. As Stokes, rather. Sure. Stokes has take, taken 70 wickets as well in his whole ODI career. So it's it's not like he's constantly affecting the game of the ball I think like over six and over as well yeah I if if I'm if I'm making a, a play for any of this then then I'm keeping Donny in the side come what may um, personally because I just think those numbers are terrible. So I think we're at three I think we've I couldn't we, live we, with we, it we, there's, there's three players and I think that we, to, to summarise we've all got two different players we're all leaving out a different player yeah and I even could, though I, I feel guilty leaving Stokes out that's preposterous I, I, I can out. live I can live with Butler, or Shaki Butler, Doney. I can live with that. Well, let's, I'm not, let's live to fight another I'm very day nervous. Shall we, shall I'm we very nervous out in the field. I'm worried because <laughs> because I don't want to... Well, I don't want to ruin it, but when we come to the opening bowlers, I may end up picking a guy who could break down very quickly. <laughs> well, actually, actually, two bowlers who could break down very quickly. Fabulous. Um, right. go, come to the bowlers, but as we've already got Shaki in the team, there is no longer a need to have a spinner. So if you want to pick a spinner, go for it. Okay. Just so, just four bowlers, just well, why don't we pick four bowlers and see which bowlers they are? Hang on, but that doesn't that breaks your rule. We've no, got a spinner, I, but who's your rounder? Both same. They can be the same person. You can, your spinner can be your. If you're an all rounder, can you also be a special spinner? This was in your preordained rules. Yes, I, I think Shakib is good enough as a spinner to count as a special spinner. He's got, he's got Perry. He's got from the women's yeah, team, yeah, exactly. He's, yeah. he's got he's got yeah. more wickets than anyone else okay. to spin bowlers. All right. Okay, so it frees us up to potentially play yeah. four seamers. If we but, wish but, but you can take that into account and be like, well, Shakib's our only spinner. Maybe want somebody else. Okay, all up for debate. Okay, so bowlers. Well, we shall we do the spinner first and debate whether we're having a spinner? Well, no, I think we should pick our four favourite bowlers okay. and see if any of them is a spinner. Okay, fine, and good shout. for me, my I'm afraid my favourite bowler of the decade is Lassith Marlinger, as Russell Arnold pronounces it. Lovely. Uh, I, and also, he's just so funny. Yep. He's got to be in my side. I, I like unorthodoxy in one-day cricket. He knows it all. I know like the, the Marlinger we're looking at now is a little bit, you know, suboptimal physically. He still had his day out, though, didn't he, against but he England? Did. He did, he did, and I'm thinking about his, his influence over the decade, which has been enormous. So, how do we feel about Marlinger? He's, uh, he's in my team. I, he's in my team as well. I, I, he wasn't in my team, and then I completely forgot about him, I must admit. And, and he was in my team when I thought about it for more than 20 seconds. So, we all agree. Yeah, yeah. I also think with quick bowlers... The longevity question is more interesting and more relevant than in batsmen, personally, because it's just so much harder as well. 
He's played 162 games across this period and taken by far the most wickets of all bowlers out there. 248 wickets from 162 games he's taken. Um, in context, he's played double the number of games that Mitchell Stark has played. And Mitchell Stark has been around for the full decade as well. So I think all kinds of reasons um, you put Lassith in there. Uh, the numbers stack up. He's a joy to watch. He's bothered the back end of tournaments as well. You know, he could have won one here and there. You know, the 07 tournament, all right, not quite in this decade, but he's been around a long, long time, you know, and he's continued to do it. Those stats that I mentioned, that's just from this decade. So it predated as well, you know. So, yeah, he's in. He's in comfortably for us. Cool. And Stark's got to be in it as well. Oh, he's for, for me, definitely. Yeah. He's the best ODI bowler uh, possibly I've like seen. Face. Yeah, I think Stark and Malinga are the easiest too, aren't they? It's, so it boils down to, like... Strike rate, yes. I've got here, of 24... 24 and a half an I average mean, of 20 that yeah. is a wicket yeah. every four overs this is absurd yeah. a, big, a big tournament record that's you know he's been a leading wicket taker in two consecutive World Cups he's taken wickets at the front of the innings the back of the innings he's made the ball um, move at the start and the end like for every reason player of the match Stark, in the final was he? player of the was, was uh, no, James Faulkner was as a happy. But, oh, but, yeah, okay. but Stark was. But he He was the, the moment, game, wasn't he? he got know, it going. The, the McCullough moment defines the whole contest. Yeah, and he looks like a young Bruce Campbell from The Evil Dead. So yeah, strong. He's he's uh, what an exciting opening to, pairing that is. And that ball to Ben Stokes at Lords in a oh. World Cup when Stokes dropped his bat. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. You have no problem with that, Yaz. Abs, 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 that sounds absolutely fine. Um, Phil, who are you going for next? Uh, I've gone. In, in a similar vein to the Baba Azam thing, I've gone with Jaspreet Bumrah, whose who's sample size, again, is not that vast. He's only played 58 games um, across this period. By, by comparison, Stark's played 85. Trent Bolt, who should be a part of this conversation, uh, played 89. So, you know, he's behind them, but he's not massively behind them. He's 30-odd games behind them, 35 games behind them. Uh, one thing I will say with absolute confidence is that when he gets those thirty-five games up, he's not his record is not going to collapse. I mean, he is a he's a special cricketer. If he doesn't get badly injured, he's going to be the player. He's going to be the bowler of the next decade. Yeah, his his average amongst this wicket taking list uh, amongst seamers is the best of the lot. The average is under twenty-two. No, so Stark's got a better average, but he's got the best economy rate. You're, you're correct. You're correct. Stark has a marginally better average, but yeah, he goes. I don't actually have it written down here, but he goes at under fives and over, right? Yeah. Under four and a half. And, and the, unorth- and half. the unorthodoxy is very, very appealing as well. If you've got Malinga, Stark and Bumrah. Yeah. But my, my problem with... I didn't pick Bumrah for the same reason that I didn't press for Roy and Bairstow. Because sure. I, um, I do think that Roy and Bairstow and have, have transformed opening batting. I think Bumrah is transforming opening bowling. But because of his lack of weight of, of matches... Fine. fair enough. I, I couldn't pick him for, for a team of the decade, which, I, which is why I went for Bolt. And, and Bolt, I, yeah. Bolt I was my, was my Bolt. second, and again, hair's breadth between the two of them. Big game player, Bolt, um, done it in, in fixtures which matter. He's got a fantastic record against Australia, for example, both home and away. Um, I think about the way that he's held that New Zealand attack together for for. Yeah, he's led the attack in consecutive World Cups, one where they made the semi, well, sorry, two World Cup finals, rather, and one where they, you know, got all the way to the finish line. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd have Bolt to open the bowling with Stark. He's got also a that sort of deep bag of tricks, which we sort of like in 50-over cricket, the 20-over sensibility that he brings to 50-over cricket. And, yeah. and I agree, by the way, about Boomer. Like, Boomer's last couple of years suggests that he's going to be the, 
the, the standout fast bowler in the world for a long it's period not the of time. Body of work, yeah. It's just it's just hard because we're doing it. Yeah. In in a in a way that makes Bolt's record hard to overlook. Yeah, that's all fair. Um, the one slight mark against Trent Bolt is that he didn't tear up the World Cup statistically like a lot of people expected him to. I I put some money on him. I thought he was going to going to stroll it right at the top of the, the wicket taking charts. It didn't happen. Um, he had a decent back second half of the tournament but yeah. was oddly ineffective in the first half um, it, it's a tiny it's barely a legible black mark on his name to be honest joint leading we take her in 2015 with Stark I think indeed yeah yeah and that comfortably counterbalances what happened last summer mm. in England yeah um, I'm comfortable with, with him if he is the nod Stain Morkel yeah I was going well, to say I, Stain I, I, first, I, I mean again I'm picking I'm going with Bolt but in large part because I don't think you could even fit a big biro into his mouth. It's so tiny. <laughs> um, and then, this is why I've left out a spinner, is because I have to have stain. If we're not having amber right, as well, right. then I kind of feel that as a, he's such a crucial part of this decade is Dale Stain. And he weirdly gets slightly forgotten because of the injuries that have happened and they've hampered the back end of his career. Uh, I seeing him tearing into bowl unbelievably quickly and I just I like him as a bloke as well mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think there's there are so many factors that, that make me want to pick Stain and make me want to have a four man seam attack I've seen it slightly differently uh, in that wrist spin has been um, really important and the and the and you, and you could it's hard to look past him around to here on longevity and on being a, a wrist spinner who's just been around for such a long period of time I haven't got his I do have his numbers actually. Won 173 wickets at, you know, 24.8, um, and you know, 107 um, one-day internationals. It's a long period of time he's been playing for. As we know, he's over 40 years of age now, and, and we're still kind of doing it at the World Cup. He this is year. South Africa's leading World Cup wicket taker. So right. you know, yeah. I'm arguing for Dale Stain, and so he's done yeah. arguably more. I, I, it's conditional, for me, though, isn't for it? me it's one or the other. And I, I'm do, how about we we can select on the basis of the pitch. Mm-hmm. No, we, right. needed, we need 11, oh. I'm afraid. Um, <laughs> you're and, really harsh, and, you and are, also, yes. And also another name we'd like to throw into the mix, I think you're going to dismiss him on the same ground as Bumrah, is, is The Fizz. The Fizz. Most of Fizzer yeah. has been brilliant. He's Great kind to of see him back this World Cup. Yeah, well. he's c- c- not revolutionary, a bit far, but the way he bowls, no one really bowls like him, bowling his array of cutters. And when he first burst in the scene, he was sensational. Um, I'm a big fan of The Fizz, but uh, for me, it's the same issue. It's that's a, Not paid long enough. Give it five years and... He, Bumrah, Bairstow, Roy, they're, they're all in. But and, and I had him in my, my team initially. And then I thought, can I really justify him and his, and his, his body of work mm-hmm. over Stain? Or as Adam says, you know, Imran Tahir, if we, mm. if we want a, another spinner. And I, find it, I would find it very hard to do that. I take all your points, but mm-hmm. this is a team of the decade, guys. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Do you want to, before we finally get, to, get down to choosing the last, last player... Um, do you guys want to guess who's got the third most wickets in this decade among scene bowlers? We've not mentioned um, him. Colin de Grondom. Kakiso <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Rabada? No. no. Oh, no, I've just seen it. Uh, extraordinary. Pere- Desara Pereira? <laughs> <laughs> We've not given him a mention yet. Um, quite right, too. <laughs> Tim Southie in the top five as well. Now I look down this list. You know, it's quite telling in itself. Brilliant bowler. Consistently underrated, like pretty much every New Zealand cricketer who's ever walked the earth. Mm. Um, so, so I had Tahir in my side, by the way, 
but I didn't have Shakib earlier, so that does skew my selection slightly. But I had to here in my side for the for the simple reason that Adam outlines that wrist spin is so so precious in in fifty over cricket and twenty over cricket as well, even more so arguably. So he has been the standout slow bowler of probably, I would say, for over the decade. Um, his fielding's a bit of a black mark. Uh, and his celebrations. And his celebrations. Well, I'd are... say that adds to the column. <laughs> we need a team. <laughs> we need an entertainer. And, and his ultimate on, on uh, Test Match Special calculated exactly how far he had run <laughs> in his total number of celebrations in his entire career by, by doing half of pi r squared because he does like a semicircle. Uh, anyway, that is by the by. I want to raise a problem here. Because if we are going with only five bowlers and two of them are spinners, yeah. we've got some serious yeah. over-wrangling to do, both yeah. at the, the front end of the innings That's and true. the back end of the innings. This is true. And and I wouldn't be comfortable going out with three seamers and two spinners myself. No. Those spinners have to bowl virtually all their 20 overs that. in tandem straight after the first 10. You know? Well, you're and asking then, Shaquette to put them on the first 10. And you're also asking your seamers to have to bowl quite significantly long spells. Yeah. So. That, Daniel, is an irrefutable point. Uh, we, we can't play five bowlers and two spinners. You know, if it's a 60-yard mm. boundary, it doesn't mm. matter how good you are. Six yeah, bowlers, yeah. two spinners, fine. So yeah. does that five mean bowlers, Danny's out for um, Stokesy? Stokesy? <laughs> Short Stokes. Stokesy later. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Right. Oh, the agony. That's where yeah. it comes no down to. No one told me it was going to be this Because no one else can come out for... I don't think anyone can come out for Stokes apart from Danny. Well, we, or we Butler. Could, we or could, Butler, sorry. We could not be picking Tahir and pick the extra seamer. That That is one way around. Right, so you, you you think it's an okay balance with five bowlers, four of them being seamers? I do, yeah. Because it allows you to rotate your seamers. Yeah. Um, and so it needs to be a different type of seamer. Let's look you, at the you composition. Were, you were two quite left about five bowlers. You think five bowlers? Yeah, I, I, I do. But let's look at the composition. We've agreed on uh, Shakib left arm, yep. Starks, Starks left arm, Bolts left arm. Yeah. Um, do we need a? Do we need to make sure that we get this right as well? Who do we have as the right arm seamer? Malinga. 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 And he's not particularly orthodox. So if you had no. a, if you had, so we did, like do we need stain. a belt and braces stain or Morkel? I'm calling them belt and braces only because yeah. Well, I wouldn't go with Morkel. Morkel's been oddly up and down in one day internationals in the last uh, decade. Don't quite understand why he's so difficult to get away in a test match with a red ball. He's but got a better average in stain and he? a very his? similar economy rate. So Maybe that's um, just a feeling. I've yeah. seen Morkel being, being so laid into more. 154 wickets at 24.46, an economy rate of under five. Um, very few seamers go under five and over this decade. So he's in, he's in the discussion. with stats there, eh? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay so it's a stain then is it I think what you said Dan about if we're compiling a team of the decade and stain isn't in it it feels a bit mm. also you feel as well if you, if you need someone to win you a game to wrench it from the jaws of defeat and all of that then you throw the ball to stain down the stain pipe, and though. malinga stain. at the death yeah that's you know me. Stark having stain. picked up some wickets stain. in the beginning stain. comes back in the middle <laughs> overs oh it just yeah it feels yeah. feels right doesn't it and you get to play uh, the BG staying alive really loudly and um, so I'm frustrated by, by the lack of wrist spinner but I appreciate that that is a necessity if we're playing five bowlers and in order to play six bowlers we're getting rid of Donny or Butler which seems not right heresy mm. <laughs> so I think, I think we've kind of stumbled upon a team have we stumbled we've <laughs> strode towards <laughs> this team you do, do realise that in the next decade we're going to start having designated hitters so that you'll be able yeah. to pick 12 yeah. before very long yeah. and then we'll be absolutely tickety-boo because Imran Tahir can play as a bowler only. 
Should yep. be only a matter of months, really. Oh, I would think so. You know, seeing nearly the happened twenty in the years ago. Test match as well. It nearly yeah. happened twenty years ago. They 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 were playing um, twelve in limited overs cricket in Australia in the late nineties, and it very nearly became a, a feature of the international game, and they backed away from it. But the idea of twelve on the team sheet, eleven are permitted to bowl, eleven permitted to bat. Bring it on! Essentially, yeah. I mean, Bring it on! I've always quite enjoyed that format. Yeah, me too. Okay, so we have Yaz, Sharma, Warner, Coley, De Villiers, Butler, Shakib, Dhoni, in any order. And then Stark, Malinga, Bolt, Stain at the moment. It's a pretty good team. It is a very good and team. And that's our 11. That's that's 11 players. Got a, got a skipper. That's a beautiful team. Just one more time. Sharma, <laughs> Warner, Coley, De Villiers, Butler, Shakib, Dhoni, Stark, Malinga, Bolt, Stain. That's gorgeous. It's got to be Coley, hasn't it? I mean, I, although I don't think he's the best tactician um, in that team, though. Well, you've got Dhoni in it. Dhoni. Dhoni. Donny, I forgot. Why do I keep forgetting about Donny? <laughs> he cared about fifty over cricket. He was he was asked to play fifty over cricket, wasn't he? You know, it was the Test cricket where he couldn't. Yeah. The, the love rather fell out of it towards the end. But in fifty over cricket, he, he kept the the dream alive. Didn't I he? just realised if we've got Coley and Donny in the side, Coley can be the captain, but Donny will make all the decisions anyway. That's yeah. kind of what happens. <laughs> yeah. Nice. But why don't we make it Donny on the basis yeah, of the captain of the World Cup winning team? Yeah, yeah, we should. We should. Yeah. I kind of like that. Yeah. Yeah. It recognises that sort of you know. And we'll get a good few thousand listeners in India as well. So, job done. <laughs> <laughs> if you put that tweet out, yes, Donny's captain of the Wisden One Day yeah. team of the year, uh, team of the decade. That's going to do massive numbers. Welcome yeah, yeah. to our listeners in Bengaluru and Kolkata. <laughs> <laughs> um, is everyone happy with that team? Happy? I'm ecstatic, delirious, Thrill. actually. Thrill. Thrill. Yeah. It's been a wonderful yeah. distraction from the Pre-attic. despair of our broader existential crisis. <laughs> And on that note... It's the afternoon after the night before, folks. (laughs) Thanks a lot, everyone. Really appreciate it. We have a team. What a team it is. This has been the second of our Wisdom Cricket Weekly podcast decade in review specials. We hope you've enjoyed them. Head to wisdom.com and the Wisdom Cricket Monthly magazine to read more from the rest of our decade in review series. If you've enjoyed the show, tell your friends. And why not leave us a five-star review on the podcast app? Cheers. Cheers. Podcast Network.